Welcome Episode 7 Season 2 Of the Lulu Logic Podcast I'm your host Nick Lewis Funny times Funny stories Today's guest I didn't know what to expect When I first Invited this guest on I knew it was going to be funny I knew he was going to share some interesting stories And I'm glad he did but there was a lot of things that I learned about him that I didn't know, like who his best friend was as a kid. I remember when I was in Montreal, when I first got to Montreal and I would walk in uh, to the dorms at night and he would be sitting there watching TV by himself. He had his own movies, his own everything. He actually took the whole team, that everybody that wanted to go on the whole team. And in training camp, you have about 90 to 100 players. He paid for everybody to go to the movies that wanted to go. He's a good dude. Well, without further ado, this is the Lulu Logic Podcast. Today's guest is from Lakeland, Florida, and went to the University of Florida. He won the S. He won an SEC championship and a national championship a year later. He was a freshman All-American in track and a part of the 4 by 100 meter relay national championship team in 2010. He was also All-American after your, in your third year, that year too. He was selected fifth round in the 2012 NFL draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers, bounced around the NFL for a couple of years, then headed north to the Montreal Alouettes where we were teammates for a short time. Made his, he made his name for himself with the BC Lions where he led the CFL in total combined yards with 2,945. After leaving BC for Toronto, now he is back in BC. And I mean wearing this BC clothing today. Welcome to the show, the Rain Man, Chris Rainey. What's up, brother? What's up, what's up dog? Thanks for having me, man. Hey, thank you for showing up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told my dad, I said, uh, I said, uh, Chris Rainey's my podcast this week. He was like, that's the fast one, right? So yeah, he he pretty fast. When when did you know you were that fast? Like, were you? Uh, well, I had a dog for fifteen years. We used to play tag all the time. That was my only best friend I had, only friend I had growing up. At that you had time. a dog playing tag with a dog. Yeah, now my dog, they, my dog, my friend, she was everything to me. Um, first, so you played tag with your dog. Yes. How do you play tag with your dog? You know how uh, dogs chase you or you throw the ball and stuff like that. I had a dog that we played tag, like she'll chase me while I chase her, all that kind of stuff. So man, I'm talking about ate everything I ate. I fed her. We ate on the same thing. I man, we did everything together besides sex. I ain't that one of them people. <laughs> <laughs> what what happened to your dog? Oh, uh, got taken away. Um, uh, it was a neighborhood called Lake Ridge. Uh, I, one of my friends' brother, I told him, "Do not pull, cause you don't pull a dog's tail." Period. Point blank. No. So he pulled. I told him, "Do not do it." He pulled the tail. Lucky she didn't bite him, but she scratched him in the face. He cried. What I don't know what he told the mama at that time. The mama called something. Then my my grandma called me at the time and said, "Um, you gotta bring my dog. Name was Sugar Baby, 
at the time too. That's who I named the um Sugar Baby. She called me and said, "Bring the dog to the house. The dog people here." I said, "What?" So I walked home, hid behind this building with my dog. I see the dog people at the front. So I'm like, "Oh, jump!" So I gave my dog a hug and kiss just in case she get taken or something. So I gave a hug and kiss, told her to go home. She went to the front porch. And they took her. Now the last time I ever seen them. What kind of dog was it? A child. Did that did that change anything for you? Like inside? Did that just change oh, you? I, I still have dreams of that dog. Everything. I wish <laughs> I I don't know if I I think I got one picture of her. I think. I don't I gotta relook at it again if I do or not. Because I had her when I was a puppy. I mean when she was a puppy and I was a baby. And we grew up together and all that stuff. So, yeah, I still dream about her. Best friend ever. There's uh, three things I look into football. But when I predict football, my grandma, my dog, and God. That's it. Yep. And But the LCO question with the speed, first grade, my grandma, and my dog used to walk me to the bus uh, stop. It was like probably two stop signs down from the crew we living at across the street from the park. It's a German Shepherd at this at these people house right by the bus stop. Um, and it's tied up because back in the day, you know how dogs jump the fence, uh, yeah. break the chain, and all that kind of stuff. But you be prepared when you do because you already know. Anything happened any given any given day. So I get home from school, get off the bus, start walking. German Shepherd always barking at whoever, whatever, whoever walked by. So one day this joker broke the chain. When I say I was gone, like like uh, so, like Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yeah, all gone so fast. The, the German Shepherd, he stopped and just turned around. That's when I realized I was fast. Because <laughs> you know German Shepherd's fast. Yeah. So Aren't they like yeah. wolves or something? They could be, but I know they fast as hell. That's why, and they smart as hell too. You know, that's why all the police always get them anyway, so. Did you, um, did you chase rabbits? No, chase squirrels. And cat. Can you catch a squirrel? You ever caught a squirrel? Nope. But uh lucky my dog did because got lucky because the squirrel hit the fence. And dog caught it. But chickens, we chase chickens all the time. They was hard to catch, but my dog always caught them. And cats. But it was at that time I was vicious. So my dog was eating cats, baby cats, and all it just <laughs> Yeah, you should write uh, like a cartoon about you and your dog in the, in the childhood stories about hey, you and your man, dog. What? Oh my god! Oh my god! Did you cry when you lost your dog? Man, what? I cried for three weeks straight. Three weeks you know straight. Stop. I don't like pets for that reason. <laughs> you know, people always say they love pets, but pets just don't live long enough. Like the life no, expectancy of a pet, you know, usually is about twelve to fifteen years, mostly. They they don't depending your um who at the household. 
Yeah. And plus, I feel like I always tell everybody this. The animals that get fed table food from the household always live longer. Mm. They trying to give these dogs these damn food what Walmart or what they see on TV. No, feed them table food, just like, like we eat. I guarantee they live long. What do you have you had any other pets since that dog? Mm-mm. I've been thinking for the last five years because I got kids and they've been talking about it. And... So you so you just don't want one because of the the emotional scar of how you lost the first one? Oh uh, you just don't want to get connected to another pet. No, it ain't that it's just me moving in the new house and all these dogs shedding, it's just hard to find a dog that don't shed at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I heard there's a couple of them that don't shed, but they ugly as hell. <laughs> so what you been doing to stay in shape? Um, I live, obviously, four days a week, and I always train like I'm still in college. But my, my conditioning running always be basketball. I don't do no football stuff. Besides flat football, obviously, because tournaments and stuff. But other than that, my all my cardio is basketball. All your cardio is basketball. You don't do. That's it. You you live four days a week. You don't post any videos online of you working out either. That's no, you're rare. You're like rare. I, A lot of people do. Only time I did post that or whatever when I was um, training with Chris Burko up there, yep. we were living up there at that time for the two years and. That's the other than that. No, ain't no reason for it. Your body going to tell you what you do. How do you keep the speed over time? It's been, how long has it been you've been in college? What, eight years? My graduated 2011. Nine years. Nine years. Well, I graduated 2011. Yeah. 2012 was your last year. I think you won the championship. Yeah, 2012, you uh, you got drafted. So 2011 was your last college year. And I graduated 2011 in December, right before it turned 2012. So yeah, 10 years, damn. About to be 10 years December come. But, you know, How do you keep the speed that long? Uh, ain't all the way there, but it's... Just keep doing the same thing. You know how, because you know college with the worst training. And hard yeah. training, <laughs> even though. So you still season, do that? You can push yourself to that training, though. You know, you, you, you go in the weight room and push yourself there. You definitely can, and um, because sometimes I be thinking, should I do some track training too? Because track training to help all you, the flexible, get all the, it just stay flexible, basically. Yeah. I did. I did yoga for like, I've done yoga now for about twenty years. 19 years. You never got any yoga or anything? I, I did a couple of times. I just, I just ain't flexible for that jump. That jump hurt. You gotta, I'm, hot yoga's good, but you, got, you gotta put yourself. Too. That bitch hot, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're from Florida. Man, I, I remember the first time I walked into hot yoga and it was like, uh, what, 90 degrees and, and like 85% humidity in the room. I was like, man, I'm home without the sun. Like, yeah. this is good. And but the thing is with yoga and hot and hot yoga, you gotta stay focused too. Yeah, you can't stay focused. Before I had a girlfriend, I couldn't stay focused. 
So what what they say? Stay stay away from a virus you can't handle. Dude, you, let's talk about your Instagram account. Some of the videos you be posting on Instagram. Like, what's up with that? Like your toenails. Let's start with your toenails. Been Why like haven't you cut your toenails? Oh, they grow so damn dog. You don't understand, boy. These my fingernails and toenails. I get it from my grandma and my granddaddy. They, if you see they jump, you be like, oh my god! I see why he jumped was like that. <laughs> Man, they grow so fast, it's ridiculous, dog. And then I just end up forgetting. That's why I be having my girl, like when she'll see it, she be like, you need your own toenails done, all that kind of stuff, or something like that. Sometimes I forget. Sometimes I do it myself, but I let my girl do it most of the you don't time. Go, you don't go get no pedicures or nothing. We'll uh, we'll do. Family st stuff it uh, every once in a while. Just go get the toes done. How they look now? How the fingers look? Hold on, hold on. All right, can you? Oh yeah, can. You... Oh, that ain't half bad. <laughs> look way better than that Instagram picture that you showed. <laughs> I'm like, man, this dude fast and he don't take care of his feet. <laughs> oh, cause they they start wrecking. When I, I'm trying to tell you, man, if you see my grandma stuff, oh my god, her toenails wrap, fingernails too, mm -mm. naturally her, her too, nails, huh? Her, her nail was like, and won't cut them for nothing. But hey, they just say they when when you see stuff like that, they what old people say, you are nice and healthy. How how much longer you plan on playing football? I'm trying to be the Tom Brady of the pocket. My goal is to play the 40, but I think probably about three more, four. That's what my mind telling me, but my goal is to play the 40. With everything going on with the, yeah, with everything going on with the COVID though, does that affect, how do you feel going back after missing a whole season? Like, do you feel like re-energized? Like, do you feel like you could play actually longer now because you did sit out a whole year without playing? Or do you oh, feel like you oh, missed a definitely. year of playing? Oh, I'm finna be unstoppable because I'm gonna be playing like I'm 21 again. Cause that whole year one, two, all nits and bruises, all was out of your body. You just got a nice, healthy, perfect body perfect like scratch. you used to be gone. Yeah, you know how it is. So it's gonna be definite, and it's definitely gonna tell on a lot of people too because they're gonna see if you in shape or not in shape. You train with anybody there? Like when you're when you're training, or do you train by yourself? No, I train because you've always myself. been like a loner. I always train myself. I don't trust nobody. What What is there to trust when you train with somebody? No, I'm just saying because I know what the – because, you know, I trained at Florida, and um, that's what we did all our stuff at. Then, like I said, I trained like I'm still in college. So all the stuff we did in college, all the bones, all the muscles in your body, every, every part of your body, like, I, I don't know. I just trust myself. I don't know. That's probably oh, so you're why. saying you don't you you don't even train with a trainer, you just no. know what you want to accomplish and you go out there and get it done. Yeah, and I know what to do and all that stuff. That's why I'm. See, I couldn't do I'm, it when I'm nice I and done. I'll be a speed trainer when I'm done. You know, so my mentality was, um, I had a trainer, my personal trainer, and you know that's props to him for making me who I was because there were days I'd be so drunk and I'm like, dude, I ain't gonna make it today. And he, he was like, he was like, all right, see you in 30 minutes. 
I go up there and be throwing up outside. He just made me work. And it almost seemed like he wanted me to work harder when he knew that I wasn't 100%, right? Yeah. So he pushed me every day uh, during the offseason, you know, three, four days a week. Uh, it was usually three days a week, and then we added in a conditioning day, that fourth day where we get up to about eight. We get up to about 2,000 yards in, in sprints, right? Mm. So, But we did it just like you run regular plays. So I'd start on the goal line. And he'd walk out 10, so I'd sprint a 10. And then he might walk out 20, and I'd sprint a 20. And it's play clock, so 20 seconds between each sprint. He might walk mm. out 50, and I sprint to 50, and then 10, and then 5. And then so we do that up and down till halfway. We started about – we usually start around eight, uh, 1,600. So after your 800, or the last 100 from seven to 800 was 15 seconds, like no huddle. And then after that, we got a five-minute break, and then we did the second half. Right. So that 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 got me in good shape because it was like all I have to do is learn to recover between each action. So if I run a 10 yard out, I can come back to the huddle, recover in 20 seconds and go run my next route. And it got yeah. me running that five yard route, running that 10 yard route, running a 20 yard route, doing this. And because to me, being in shape is being able to recover from one event to the next event. Yeah, that's why basketball is hard as hell when for a football <laughs> player, because. It, it is nonstop. Are you good though? You got a jumper? You play defense, or you just hustle a lot? No, I got all of all of. I play full court press. They get mad about it. It's only pick up basketball, but I just working on my cardio. That's why I do it. Full press, offense, defense, a little defense, all that kind of stuff. And then I'm fast at the same time, so I don't really have to do much but shoot past my score layup. That's it. How how good are you at one on one basketball? No, it'll be quick because I don't do much. It just run past you and do a layup. That's it. It's nice and easy. I got I, I'm I'm I have some for you coming soon. I got something for you coming soon. If you're a good one on one basketball player with a ten it's million dollar prize too, you lying. Hundred percent. It's a t it's it's somebody I'm partnering with. I don't want to I don't want to launch it yet. Uh, we 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 just getting our partnership in place right now. Well, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a global it's a global put it like this it's a global one on one tournament. Okay, keep me posed because these big guys <laughs> think they big. And if you are a big guy, you can't back me down. Oh, that's you awful. Because when I say I be having these big guys, they can't even back me down. That's how I spoke. Okay. <laughs> because you I play football play though, too. huh? You play football though. Like you, when you grew up. Let's start when you grew up. Did you play every sport? Were you just an every sport athlete? Baseball, basketball, track, football? What did you do? I only did football and track. That's it. But I started track in high school, though. You didn't even run track before high school? No, oh, no. See, that's what's wrong with Florida. That's what's wrong with Florida. I didn't know how to sign up and all that because luckily my mom, my grandma signed me up for football at age six because she was tired of watching me play football by myself. So... <laughs> You Were you good a, when you first stepped on the field? Well, they put me at offensive lineman. You know how when you first start football, they just put you somewhere. They did that, and then I still don't know to this day how I end up being a running back to this day. And the rest is history. What do you mean? Like they like they put me off in the line. Yeah. The following year, I'm at running back, and I I still don't know how what happened between that how I got that running back. Maybe they send you run. Huh? 
Maybe they seen you run and was like, man, you got to put the ball in his hands. Man, I have no clue, but I did play defense, though. Catching everybody. Are you fast because you're fast or are you fast because you're scared to get hit? At that time, I was scared to get hit. <laughs> when I was younger, I was a crybaby. Softest cop. Really? What? That Man, I was, when I say I was soft as cotton, like I was a cry baby boy, a uh, cry baby. I'm one of them people. Uh, God did get bullied, but everybody got bullied once upon a time in their life. But me, if I did go to the park or basketball outside courts or something like that, either I got picked last or I didn't get picked at all. And if I didn't get picked at all. I'm crying right to my grandma's house, walking home crying. Were you just small though? Was it because oh, you're the smallest out of everybody? Yeah, that's what I figured. It's just because you're small. Like I was small growing up. The small out of everybody, and they always just like when you've been small, but you get picked up by everything, anything, all that stuff. Were you playing with the same age group or were you playing up an age group? Like you playing with older people, or were you just were I was playing, playing with, with older people, people all the time at the park? Yeah, and that's what it is. You the youngest and you small. So and they always that's why. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, but it but what did that teach you? What did that teach you that you use now? Like explain explain. Like what did what did it teach you to go through the childhood being picked last, doing all these different things, and now you would probably be one of the first picks. Like, did it motivate you when oh, you were no. picked last? Yeah. What happened in, inside you to say, you know, I don't ever want to feel this again? Or do you no. just not even think about it? Don't want to feel it again, one. And two, my goal, motivation, two. And three, all right, I'm going to do something to make your ass pick me first every damn time. <laughs> every time. And when you got to, you played you, you said you ran track as a kid you, and you played football. Growing up, you get to high school. When did you decide to go to Florida? And what was the whole process like? Did you always want to go to Florida or were there any other teams that was close to getting you? What was that like to pick Florida uh, out of I, everywhere? The reason why, I, you, know, the wrong, you want to know the real reason why I went to Florida? 100% real reason why you went to Florida. Because I love alligators. <laughs> <laughs> you chose Florida because you love alligators. I love alligators and I love the colors of Florida too because I love orange one because our high school was orange. All the teams I then I played with had orange colors. Um, yeah. and then I committed to Florida my sophomore year because I already knew where I was going anyway. Cause I ain't like all these people tricking and making uh, making all these decisions. Now, I already knew where I was going, so I committed early. Committed your sophomore year? Yeah. So, from the time you stepped on the field in high school, you was getting that work then? Oh, yeah. yeah oh, man, that's all they heard Talk about, about it. Yeah, part one. Man, I was scoring like five times, six times a game in part one. Was it just easy? Like from the first time you stepped on the field, pretty much, was football just easy for you? Easy, easy. And that's how. Uh, but I did learn how to be patient in part one, though. 
my last couple of years, learn how to be patient at running back and stuff like that. And, and being selfish with the football, I stopped doing that. Never. Nope. Um, <laughs> I think my, I think my sophomore junior year, no junior year, junior year in high school. Cause I always wanted to be the one to get the ball. Cause I always told myself I'll put the team on my back no matter what or whatever else. And, and I want to just, have records that ain't gonna never be beat, but you can't do that when you got a, a coach that respect the opponents, take you out at halftime, blowing the team out, or yeah. the first quarter, or stuff like that. Like you can't control that part. So, anything when people always talk about stats and then all this stuff, I had a chance to play all four quarters all my high school career. Oh my god, that's like Jonathan Gray, man. He scored two hundred eight touchdowns with over eleven thousand yards rushing. Hold on, hold on. Oh, you said what? Jonathan Gray in Texas, man. He had 208 touchdowns, over 11,000 yards rushing. I think Derrick Henry's the one broke his record. But Jonathan never played past halftime until they got to the playoffs. He was always at the game by halftime. Yeah, that's not like me. In playoff time, you'll probably play three quarters, maybe four, depending who you play. But – his junior you know, year, he had uh, he had like thirty three carries for three hundred something and eight touchdowns. But guess how many carries I get? In the state championship seven. game. How, guess how many carries I get? Seventy nine carries a game. <laughs> Just imagine, because oh, I yeah. know because um, one young buck beat my rushing record because I had twenty five hundred with seventy nine carries all the time, but he was getting forty carries a game. First of all, you better beat my record. Second of all, if I have 40 carries. <laughs> but but think of all the punishment it saved you to allow you to go on to college. And then you made your no, choice. High school was so damn easy. It was ridiculous. Well, that's in Florida. You should have went to Texas. Florida's like playing on, we, uh, you know, listen, like we play all we play all Miami teams. Them all the hard teams to play in Florida. Miami that's Central. All the teams, that's why most of all the teams that scared to play Miami team. One, they 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 basically think they thugs. Two, they scared of the the fans and the crowds down there. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. That's why we don't play down there, but we will play them up in our stadium. Mm-hmm. But other than that. It just, it just Miami. All the Miami teams are the tough teams to play. Well, when you when you committed your sophomore year to go to Florida, after your senior season, how long did it take you to get to Florida? Like, when you, did you go? Did you graduate early, or did you get to Florida at the beginning of the summer? No, I or did you wait till the early. fall to go to? Or did you wait till the fall to go to Florida? Did you go work out with them, like during the summer? Did you go to summer workouts, or did you just go in the in the fall in the uh, two days? Well, when I committed my sophomore year, after every game on Friday, as soon as the game over, go take a shower, jump in my car, go straight to Gainesville for the next two, three years. And just, I, mean, I basically was on campus before I was on campus because I had a lot of friends <laughs> on the football team, one, and a lot of friends on the basketball team, all chilling with space, all, all them kind of people. Uh, how was that though how was that just just being in high school being on the university in in Gainesville Florida like can you 
Is it not hard to handle that situation? Being oh. 15, 16 years old, being on the being on the college campus with everybody? No, because um because when I was in high school, I, I was living with my mama when she got out of prison. I was living with her for a couple of years before I moved with the Pouncy twins. Uh, and my mom at the time, she stayed across the street from my high school. And it was a college right next door, too. And me, just like you said, 15, 16, I was on that campus, too. I had some friends on the basketball team or uh, baseball team or volleyball team or whatever and all that kind of stuff. And I was going to the clubs with them at age 14, 15, 16 years old. I didn't even have to use my ID because they knew who I was at Lakeland and they just let me in. So, and plus I didn't drink or smoke, so that made it even better. So yeah. it, it, it wasn't nothing, it, nothing new. It just, I was just having fun. That's all it is. Just felt like I was shows, too early. But it shows something like, like, you know, to be in that atmosphere, to not create those bad habits of drinking and smoking. And I only say bad habits at that age. You know, I drink, I don't smoke, but I drink but I don't think it's a bad habit. It's an intensifier of life. But, um, you know, you didn't create those. That's that's pretty cool. Like, Oh, no, because my grandma was an alcoholic and smoked cigarettes all my life. And I always told myself I would never, ever come when, when she got drunk. Oh, my God. She was the devil. She was the devil, but them cigarettes, oh, smell like cigarettes all my life, going to school, this and that and all this stuff. I just couldn't do it. So so we have your dog. We got your grandma that, that smoked and, and drank all the time and created. It's almost like most people, they say, when you try not to be something, you end up turning into it because you're focused on not being it. Yeah. How have you how have you defied those odds of seeing these things and be like, you know what, I'm not gonna do it, and then actually didn't do it? No, you gotta change the cycle. Cause when you everybody start in a family and you see all the cycles, especially in the black family compared to white families, and you're like, man. And then when you see TV and all that, and they show you what life supposed to be or something like that. The favorite here and all that other kind of shit. And you just start pitching all kind of stuff and you hear from movies and all that kind of stuff. So you're like, you know what? I'm trying to change the cycle or something. Like you n- notice that black people don't get married. Uh, uh black people don't have good credit. Uh all kind of stuff. Black people always in the apartment, not in the real house. All like you see all this shit. You be like, man, bitch, I'm trying to change the cycle. I ain't trying to be like this. 100 percent so when you look at your life now and, and go back to when you were growing up, are you where you thought you would be or where you want to be? Or are you happy with where you're at? Uh, I say probably about 93, 94% where I wanted to be at. Cause the, the six, seven percent, yeah. I thought I was gonna be living in a mansion because NFL money or uh, me telling myself my goal is if I do have kids, I'm gonna have it with one person, not another person involved too. Or uh, yeah, that's probably my two things that 
I didn't achieve on. Other than that, I did everything I was supposed to. Yeah, being in Florida, uh, being a freshman All-American in track, like, how'd that feel? Being on campus, you get some playing time, you become a freshman All-American on the, on, on the track. How was that? How was that whole process, juggling football and track at the oh, same time cool. in college? Oh, that was hard. At that yeah. school, oh, that was hard because, one, I knew the, um, the head coach from high school because that's when I first met him because they always have this Florida relay that's for all the – hold on. But my son played too damn much, boy. My bad. <laughs> he played too damn much. But um, yeah, that, that was that was hard because I know I see probably about ten football players tried out for track, but they all quit. And I say me, Jeff, and uh, Frank Hammond. We the only three that lasted. I almost quit too because when I say that jump was hard. <laughs> But I was like, I knew we had a chance to win a championship in two different sports, so that's why I stayed. I took yeah, because what you won the SEC championship, what was it, two thousand nine or two thousand eight? Yeah, and you won the national championship in two thousand nine, and then in two thousand and ten, you won the national championship in track. So three straight years, you were winning championships at Florida. And a two-time first-team All-American. Yeah, that's how you like, uh, make. Go ahead, my yeah. bad. No, I'm just saying that's that's a that's a lot. <laughs> when I say I almost quit for that, man, that jump wasn't no joke, boy. Especially at a school like that. But I just said I got to sacrifice if I want to make history, because you don't really see football players or athletes do multiple sports. In college and stay doing one. Yes, it is. Yes, it you know, is. I tell I tell my kids all the time, like the kids I train, I tell them all the time, say, you know, when you're in peewee football, you just play football. Middle school, you just play football. High school, friends get cars, girls come important. So now you're a little bit away from football, or things can take you away from football. There's mm -hmm. parties and different things. But when you get mm -hmm. to college, you ain't got nobody to wake you up. You ain't got nobody to tell you what to do. You got to be self-controlled to go and do. Like, if you want to go to that party, you can go to that party. But it's so much, it's so demanding just to play one sport. For you to play probably the toughest, like, track is hard. Like, you just run. That jump. It, <laughs> it's worse than the, the practice is worse than football. It, what was your worst man. track practice? What was the hardest track practice you went through? Do you remember? Because they always, me, I'm a short distance runner. So they always yeah. made me do long distance running. <laughs> oh my God. 400, 500, 10 sets of 200. Man, who do this job? <laughs> like, I'm not a long distance runner. It's for long distance. Man, that jump was. Because you know, you know how um, some days at football, you lay on the ground, you're like, damn, boy, I made it through that one, boy, but my body is dead. Man, 10 times worse than track, boy. You How do you imagine? That, and it's hot outside, too. You're like, man, shit, I quit. Because I can quit because I still got football. But I couldn't do it. I had to stay. And plus, I love that coach, too, for track, too. So, 
leaving Florida. Oh, who'd you hang out with in Florida? What was your group? Or did you, or was you a loner there too? You say you mentioned you stay with the Ponzi brothers. Did you hang out with them or you just, you pretty oh, much no. stay solo? Oh, all the football players always together. Yeah. Always together. And certain people on the track team was with me all together too at certain points of the time, but mostly in track. But, um, but no, yeah, we was always together because I had a girlfriend during college at the time, but she lived off campus. Most of the time I stay over there, but one more campus, we always together, everybody. All the whole football team. When I said we was always together, basketball is a part parties, clubs, uh basketball games, baseball games, volleyball games, swim. Man, we was always together. That's how close that team was. Yeah. How you feel about the Aaron Hernandez situation? Do you do you, it's weird you know, as hell. I mean, as a personal friend and as somebody who know him, like, was it shocking to you to just hear all that? Man, he because he's a good dude. Good yeah, dude. Yeah, that's, that's what I heard. Person. That's one dude you would love to have on your side. Football and as a friend. So, and all the other stuff, and anything can happen. Or uh, sometimes hang with the wrong people can be a bad thing. Because just like I said, you can't control the NFL draft. Like, he got drafted to a team that was literally, what, an hour, two hours from his hometown? Yeah. Some, sometimes you got to get away from your hometown. You got to separate sometimes, yourself. Yeah, sometimes you want to be close to your hometown. You never know. Anything can happen. But, yeah, but at the end, I think he did it for his kid. You think he killed himself for his kid? Oh, no doubt. How I know him, no doubt. Was it, I mean, that's just a shocking situation. And when you look at all the brain trauma he had and everything that, you know. Hey, man, did you watch the documentary? Did you watch the documentary? All, yeah, all those football players don't have that no matter what. It can be small, it can be big. All of us <laughs> don't have it. Because when I say I forget a lot of junk, my girl be like, but how you forget that fast? I'm like, man, I don't See, I forget stuff too, but I still remember lyrics. I remember plays from Calgary, but I... <laughs> hey, we know we, we remember that football stuff. But <laughs> you remember every song? I start singing Usher right now. You probably know every word, word for word. Won't have no, won't miss a line. <laughs> but yeah, no, because I was just wondering about that because it's a whole mentality around everything and I didn't know if, if people that actually knew him would watch that and then you see do you know Antonio Brown personally uh, like, yeah, but what, like what he was kind of going through last year and it's almost like well you know somebody's got to just say you know somebody's got to be in you can't just be a yes man around certain people you know you got to be somebody that can really try to help because I but, see somebody yeah. spiraling like that you you just you should want to step in and help the thing, about the thing about football players in general, period, they be having some good-ass people around them, good friends and this and that. But when that money involved, but they they change. Yeah. And they different. Mm -hmm. And then your real good friends just be scared to, uh, to just try to help or uh, uh, get involved or something because one minute you 
that football player is going to think you're trying to do something or or trying to get money or it could be any anything, but it just – it's hard to explain that, John, man. It's it just crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. When you got drafted in the fifth round by Pittsburgh, did you think you were going to go higher? Were you surprised you went fifth round? And then when oh, did you no, figure out you were going to Pittsburgh? Because uh, I knew I got in trouble in college. So you know how that is. When you get in trouble, and I don't care if it's a little thing, big thing, whatever. You get in trouble one time, that's just an automatic red flag no matter what. You know how NFL goes. If you – we football players, we watch the draft all the years before us and this and that and all that. You see, you learn, all that kind of stuff. But, no, I want shot. I'm just – Blessed that I reached my goal too, and the money ain't gonna change me because I seen money at the casino. It's the same damn thing. Shit. Yeah. So, do you gamble? Oh, used to, but I do it every now. But I used to, but most you bet days. on games. Oh no 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 no! Just just that when you play home. craps or roulette. You look like a roulette. I think a lot of Florida boys play roulette. They do, but blackjack. You play blackjack? Yep. Man. So going fifth round to the Pittsburgh Steelers, what was it like when you walked in that locker room? What was the what was you can you remember back then and, and just thinking your thoughts like I'm going here to make a team, but I'm seeing people. Um was Ponzi there then? When you got oh, there? Yeah, yeah. He was there? I think he was there already. Well, because one left 09, then the other one left 2010, then I was still there. Yeah. So he was already there two years because he went to the Super Bowl and they lost to Green Bay. That yeah, and uh, no, I just say I'm finally here because he was him and Ike Taylor. Yep, because well, I used to train with Ike Taylor in Orlando at Worldwide mm-hmm. Sports. Well, on John Groom quarterback camp, jump be at. Yep, so I used to train there. That's where everybody used to train. Coming out of college, all the, I guess the best athletes or something. But yeah, um, when I got there, I'm just saying I'm finally here. Now, just don't f up. Get an apartment. Do what you got to do and make the team. So that was that. Cause I had mad companies come in. Bitch, uh, only way you can get your second contract is you do what you're supposed to do and you got to ball out on the field. So that's what that's how it was. Cause did they tell you you're gonna be a strictly returner, or did they tell you you're gonna get in on offense? What was the what What was their message to you when you were coming out? And what did you What did you want to do when you were coming? Oh out? no, they no they they got me as a running back, and yep. they, and you try all this other stuff at practice and see did return did the uh, third down back, uh, and did. Other special teams like kickoff, uh, gunner, all I did all that, and when you when you kill that practice, you're gonna get in the game. So I say my third preseason game, that was my chance to try to return. Yeah. So at meetings all week, we going and we getting ready for uh, Car- uh, uh, Carolina Panthers because they they've been the weakest special team football <laughs> team ever. And coach always talked about it and all that stuff. So he was like, Rainy, you got first quarter. You know how they, when you're a rookie, yeah. 
You got this quarter, quarter. this quarter. So they be like, Randy, you got first quarter? And looking at film, I'm like, I might do something this game. (laughs) Okay. But then again, during the preseason game, every game, every time I walked in the football stadium, I just looked around like, I am really in the NFL. (laughs) So go back to the Carolina Council. First quarter. Uh Uh-oh. Chris Randy, it's your time. Get a punt return. Get that big, run that big back. So I was like, oh, shit, I just scored on a punt return because I already scored on um, – um, I scored on the screen the second preseason game, and I scored on the running play the first preseason game. So nine special teams. So I scored on that one. Okay. They just turned the ball over. I just scored. They just turned the ball over. Now, now uh, I'm going back out there for another return. Tell me I ran this bitch back again within one minute. Two punt returns, ran back, but they called both of them back though. So when I ran uh, the second one, when they ran, when I ran the one, uh, second one back, I went to Coach, uh, coach Mike Tumner said, "Hey, Coach, did I make team yet?" And he slapped me on the butt <laughs> and then bust out laughing. I love Coach hey, Mike Tumsley. Hey, That's a real, yeah. real dude, boy. I love him. You, you like, hey, you can't penalize me. I, I did my job. I ran it back. You can't penalize me for him holding over there. <laughs> hey, but that's hey, that's a real deal, coach boy. That, I love that coach, man. He just got a three-year extension, which is awesome. You know, I saw that. Yep, setting the standards, man. But then you left Pittsburgh. What happened? Oh, after the first year. He said, if it was up to me, I'll be still there. But you know how that Rudy, Rudy family, whatever that jump, the, whatever the Rooney rule, something like yeah. that. That shit was true. It, 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 what, what can you do? What can you do? But they did watch me like a hawk, though. They, they even said it when I first came in um, on the team and all that. We're going to watch it like a hawk. They did do that, though. What do you mean by that? Did they follow you around? They how to PI? The way I the way I ate, make sure I ain't getting in trouble, this and that. Cause just like I said, when you come out of college, you got the red flag and all those. Yep. They want to make sure you, this and that. They did watch me like a hog. If I went to the casino, they knew if I won. So did they home. hire a private investigator to follow you and, and uh, things? No, or? But, um, the um man, what them people call that be? That be on the football teams on every team. The player, the player, what is that? The player, player person. reps, the yeah, player personnel. Yeah. So, see, they made oh, it got the point. They made me ban myself in the casino. They made you ban yourself. How they ban? It make you ban yourself. Okay. Uh, find out. Mike Tumley friend with the owner of the casino. Cause it man, it's so boring. Pittsburgh, predict, but it's beautiful at nighttime. Cause all the lights yeah. and bridges light up and stuff. But it was so boring. Though only thing I did on Mondays and Thursdays go to the casino. Cause it was Monday night football and Thursday night football. Cause I went with a couple of players and stuff like that. But um, them and Tuesdays I think I went to the school club. But other than that, they don't know about that part. But. Monday and Thursday, <laughs> I was, you know, but I this one I was killing the casino the years and all that stuff. But yeah, he called me in the office, talked to him heart to heart, 
and he'll tell me about his best friend, how he um had gambling problems or something like that. And he was in the hole, he owed he owed money, this and then, lost his house, all that kind of stuff. This Mike Tomlin talked to me, telling me about his best friend. So that's when he told the player rep to take me to the casino, ban myself. <laughs> so while I was banning myself, the people asked me, do you want to ban yourself for a year or eternity? <laughs> I said, a year, bitch, I ain't going to ban myself in no <laughs> for my whole entire life. Hell no, nah, bitch, because it's so boring in this city. Hell no. Nah. So just like I said, the city is boring as hell. So I was like, man, I don't got nothing to do. You know what? I'm finna drive to another city to go to the casino. Else did y'all. I thought I was in another city. And I was just right, right before you get out this out the um the state. Yeah, I'm going to another state. It wasn't that far. And I thought I was out of state, but I wasn't. And um Nope. So I'm at, I'm, in, I'm in the casino. I'm winning. I'm at step, what, 12,000 or 17,000. I get a tap oh. on my shoulder. I look. He's like, you Chris Rain? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Can you come with me? So I got up. Walked with him. So I was like, oh, hold on, hold on. Let me get my money. They be like, no, I'll leave that right there. So we went to the back. I got a citation. Cause you know you, I banned myself and all that stuff. You're not allowed in the casino, all that stuff. So I had yeah. got a citation, this and that. So when they gave me the citation, I had to leave and all that. And I was like, you didn't oh, get the on. money. Hold on, let me get my money. Where my money at? No, uh, you can't get that. Not allowed to get. That. I said what? So where my money go to? And then they said it go somewhere. It don't go back to the. It don't go. It but go you didn't get your money back. When I say it was like twelve, seventeen, man, couldn't get nothing. But I'm talking about even the money that you just initially put into it. Man, that's get, crazy. Got the citation, all of that. And, um, when I got it, oh yeah, and then another thing they told me, don't do, don't go back to Gainesville. They told me mm -hmm. not to go back because that's why I got trouble at the first time in college. So, but at, at that time, my girlfriend was going to Hold on. All right. My family say I'm I was worse than them. No, I don't believe that. When I say my kids <laughs> are hyper from soon as they wake up to soon they the sun go down to go to sleep to go to school. Like it's ridiculous hyper. I'm talking about to the mess. Like, oh my God, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all taking drugs or something? That's how bad it is. That's how hyper they is. But go back to what but, I was saying. Um, yeah, they told you not to go to Gainesville. So when I got that citation, I'm like, and it, it ended up being off season then. So my apartment that I was staying in at the time was in Gainesville. My girlfriend at the time was in Gainesville and she was going to med school. So, and then she said, Do you want me to come to, ask me to come to, it was called a med ball. That's how they call their homecoming prom type stuff for med school kids, students. So I promise her I'll go. I'm in Gainesville. Oh, Lord. Uh, what happened? In Gainesville, I was set to go to Vegas 
with a bunch of my teammates with the Stiddlers. One morning, I had to get up at 7 a.m. I was getting my girlfriend at the time a hug and a kiss, and she felt my second phone. That's because I'm going to tell you why I got the a second phone. phone. Second, That's the bad phone. When I got to... When I got in the uh, in league, uh, I Taylor was my um my locker roommate. Yep. And he he said, "Man, you need to get a, a second phone." I said, "Why you need to get a second phone?" Oh, and yeah, he'll tell you you want you want one for your work, family, then you want one for the hoes. So I I, I tried. I tried that. <laughs> that's, at, that's at the beginning. Of, that's be I'm, I'm gonna get to the end, go back to the store, but this is how I started. Get the bad phone. I make it all the way through the season. I had that bitch hid. I had the hit in the trunk with a spare tie yet. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you that's why you used to hide that bitch at. I made it through the whole year. So that go back to when I was leaving to go to Vegas. So that morning. Give my girl at the time a hug and kiss. She felt that bad phone. So she was like, Chris, what's that? I was like, what you mean, what's that? I was like, oh, they're my kids. She was like, no, nah, they ain't no kids. That felt like a phone. I don't know what you're talking about. So she, listen, she in a pink robe. She butt-ass naked under this robe. All she got on is a robe. So she backing up. I'm like, I'm trying to tell you, these are on the kids. So I'm like, man, she she really trying to see what's in my pocket. I run out the back door. She started chasing me. I'm like, oh hell no, she she really trying. To... So I run around the house like three times. She's still behind me. So I'm like, you know, fast. I got time to dish the phone, this and, that and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, she ain't stopping. So she's still chasing me. So I was like, you know what? I gotta dish this phone. So I dished the phone, hit it behind one of them little, them little um the beater things. Yeah, them little things that be on the side of the buildings. Yeah. So I hit it behind that and I stopped in the middle of the road and I said, and she finally caught up with me. She was like, Chris, what's that in your pocket? I'm like, I pulled it out. It was my key because I replaced it, put my keys in there. I said, I told you some damn keys. What the hell are you talking about? She was like, no, I don't believe that. I know what the hell I felt and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. You don't want to give I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm for the leave. You want to hug you this and that? No. So she just sitting right there, standing there, ain't saying nothing. So I get in the car. I pulled next to her. And I said, you ain't going to say bye or nothing like this? She all mad and all that kind of stuff. I was like, all right. All right, bye then. So I pulled out. I'm about to. I'm about to leave. So I'm going down the street. I was like, man, I need that phone since I'm going to Vegas. This going to be my last weekend, and I'm going to get rid of this phone. This going to be my last weekend. I'm going to get rid of this bitch. I, like, I can't leave it. So I turned around. You can't leave the bad phone there anyway because she's going to search for it. If I she thinks if she think it's on the property, she's going she gonna to find it. <laughs> I, I turned around. I came in, pulled next door. I said, so you really ain't gonna say nothing. You ain't gonna say bye, this and this. All right, fuck it. I don't, I don't got time for this. You about to make me late. So I left again. Down the street, went to the light. You hope she went in the house. 
I turned around, I passed the street to see if she's still right there. She's still right there. So I went to the next street over. Went down the street, went around the block. I parked down the block, got out the car, walked up the street, and she's still standing right there. I'm hiding behind the fence right now at the moment. And look, she's still right there. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I see some dude at the bus stop. So I'm like, hey, excuse me. Hey, hey, can you do me a big favor? It's a phone behind a little thing over there. Can you get it for me? You see the little green thing? Can you get that for me? Man. And I was like, make sure she don't see you. Make sure you don't let her see you or whatever. So he went over there. He picked up the phone. She was like, hey, what are you doing? What did you just pick up? Man, this nigga walked to her because he was scared to death. You know, one of the white nerdy guys. Scared yeah. to death, so he went because she had a tone in her voice when she was screaming. He went to her, gave her the phone. She took off running. Bitch, I took off running to the car, get the car, pulled in front of the damn house. She came out nice and dressed. Remember, she was butt naked under this road. Yeah, road open naked. You didn't have so, no uh, security lock on there or nothing. Oh no, no, because this is a um little apartment complex. This smallest. No, I'm talking about on problem. the phone. No, that's the reason why I, was, I, I ain't want uh, her to get it because they ain't have no lock on it because I knew I wasn't going to get caught. Bitch, that's why I was like, because she looking at bitch, it's, <laughs> bitch, it's <open. laughs> So when I pulled in front of the, um, the house, she was coming out full dressed in her male clothes and all that stuff, trying to get in her, tr- her Hummer. The Hummer wouldn't crank up because I think she left the lights on and all that other stuff. So my cousin at the time, Working, he get off at like like seven. Have you missed your flight by this time? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, because I'm supposed to pick up my brother first and then oh. go to the flight. Uh, so my cousin get off work, he pulled in, see us yelling at each other and all that. She put the book bag, her book bag. So we tussing over the book bag back and forth because I told her I ain't gonna let go of the book bag. She ain't gonna let go of the book bag. Uh, I didn't know she already looked in the phone, but she told me did down the road. Um, so we touched no my cousin get out of the car. What y'all doing? This and that and all the other stuff. But the girl next door ended up calling the police and ended up telling the car she saw me hit her and all of the other stuff and this and that, all of that. But uh, so we, I ain't get the phone, so I, I got mad, so I went in the house. Got all her clothes, threw them downstairs. Uh, what happened? I did that. Then I came back out. No, I came to the door. Then I saw the cops there. And she talked to the cops and all the other stuff. And so I'm like, you know what? Let me just leave. Fuck it. So I got my stuff, my key, and just walked out, walked past, act like I ain't know these people, and just walked to the car. Walking to the car, the cop said, hey, are you Chris? I'm like, yes, sir. This and that. Hold on, hold on for a second. This and that. Then he came talk to me and this and that. You know how at this time, this one, the Ray Rice was going on and they changed yeah. the law. And so if they get caught with domestic violence, somebody got to go to jail, this and that and all the other stuff. <laughs> so, so I'm talking to the cops. They go in the huddle. They start talking to each other. I'm sitting on the the Trump, this and that, and all, even though my girl told him nothing happened, I told him nothing happened. They in the huddle, talking to each other. Then they surrounded me and put me in handcuffs, and the rest is history. And then that's when I got released two hours later after I got arrested. Because I, I, I told my cousin, 
they call Mike Tumley on the phone and tell him what's going to happen, this and that, and all the other stuff. So, but he had to tell him using Gainesville too, because it' going because you already know when you when you get handcuffs on your bitch, you already know if it'll go across ESPN on the bottom. Bitch, the whole world yeah. know, bitch. And because you know when you get arrested, they tell you what city you in, this and that, and all the other bitch. Yep, that's how that's how that went. All that. Well, damn. Second phone. That's why my girl be like, oh, like people always talk about two phones, a second phone. Bitch, I was like, bitch, I will never get a second phone ever in my life again. See, I never had a second phone, but that's you know, y'all y'all lived on the edge, man. No, I remember I, one time. Hold on, hold I mean, on. I listen to an NFL player. What you mean? I'm a rookie. I'm listening to an NFL player. <laughs> Been I remember, man, I gave somebody who left their bag and um, we're on a road trip. And they told me, hey, grab my bag out of my room tonight. I'm staying and give it to my wife. I gave the bag to the wife at the airport. She at the airport waiting. I guess didn't get the memo that he wasn't coming. Man, a bat phone in the bag. I'm like, you could at least told me. I would have took it out or something for you. Mm. <laughs> and you in a different city. Ain't nothing you do about it at this point. Yeah, that's the that's the first thing you supposed to do. If you know that's the um thing you said, give it to your wife. You know, but that's that. You know, that's that bad that bad phone man come with bad intentions. You get, hey, you you not even supposed to take the bad phone in the house though, because most. No, I'm not even gonna tell you what most people do because people listening, and I'm gonna say, you know, most people they don't. Hey, that black phone never touch that house. It never go past a certain distance to the house. That's what happened in Trump, right by the spell tire. <laughs> now everybody's listening to this. All of them gonna be hey, looking for that we second got, phone. We keeping it real, dog. We keeping it real. Hey, I got everybody looking for that second phone. phone. We keeping yeah. it real, dog. But then when you headed to, headed to Canada, what'd you think? Going to Montreal. What no, did you think um, your first experience of Canada? I mean, on, I know after um, that you went to uh, Indianapolis and you went to the Cardinals. That's how I find out about Canada. Oh, okay. Well, tell them about that. Um, Man, what's that Um, what's that linebacker with the number 50 for Indianapolis? His last name was Freeman. Gerald Freeman. Gerald Freeman. Yeah. Because he, he said he came from Canada because he was up in Canada before he came in the field. Was nice, too. And he told me about that John. He was like, Chris, man, if you ever get done and you want to keep playing, go to Canada and all that, because he was telling me about the field, how big the field is, this and that, and all that kind of stuff and all that. So when stuff happened over there, I'm at the house. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do what Freeman told me. I'm going to go up there, check it out, try to get film, this and that, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when I got when I got there, went to Montreal, and you know, it, football is totally different compared to coaches up there, the coaches down here. It, yeah. It, like sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't think, you don't think the coaches know talent. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and you know, to to the credit of the coaches. I'll say this, being on the coaching side in 2019, um, sometimes it's trying to find the right fits and it's not always the best talent. 
And and a lot of coaches, a lot of coaches don't get their way either, right? As a running back coach, I can sit here and say who I want to play or who I want to start or who I want to do whatever, but doesn't mean it's going to happen. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of people that that pull the trigger and make decisions and you know, you just gotta rock with it as a coach. I but see as a coach though, I have to implement um the the ability in my of my players to still be ready, right? I have to get them ready to play the game. I gotta give them confidence in what they're doing, right? Even with uh John White and Brandon Rutley, you know, I said I don't care who we we need both. Right. And we win in games without one or the other. And I was like, well, you got two two backs that are older that are still so dynamic. They don't need 20 carries each. But 12 carries a piece, they dangerous. You know what I'm saying? So now this is where you this is where you get into those modes. But, you know, it's it's especially in the CFL, it's harder when you have the you got to sit up so many Canadians and you can only have this. And we have a key Canadian go down and, you know, or, you know, then you got to start American there. So then it takes an American off the – and then they're, they're always going to take off a backup American, even though I felt like both of those backs were starting tailbacks. Mm-hmm. Right? So then somebody's going to suffer, but at the end of the day, you know, it's not really about – I don't – I think we went with both of them, right? So, you know, just to the credit of the coaches, right? Now, all coaches are not like that. All coaches, you know, some coaches – you know, don't care, but you know, I obviously my relationship with players. I just came from playing. I have a you know a more personable relationship with a lot of the players and teammates that I had, and you know, me and Rutt being teammates in Montreal for three years. So, yeah, it, it is a little different though. Mm-hmm. I never played in the NFL, so you know, I turned down twelve teams, and when I got offered in two thousand six to stay in Canada. Yeah, okay. NFL ain't is it the same as like it's the same as all other football. Ain't no different. Yep. It's just super faster. That's the only difference. Other than that, you think the NFL's faster? Football. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah. What makes you think the NFL's faster? No, just put it like this: SEC and NFL the same as that. Same as that. In every which way, but any uh, other different, nothing. Cause you got you think it's you think it looks faster because the field's smaller. I mean, the NFL is a more downhill league. There's not a lot of holes anymore because safeties can cover so much ground. No, right? everybody balls in the air, they're covering ground. So you know how like on all football teams growing up is. Every is a lot of areas that slow. Ain't no areas that slow in NFL. Every- you know, Chad Ocho said he thought the inner, um, CFL was faster, and Ricky Williams too, right? Uh, because Ricky Williams, I remember the first time he took the handoff, he tried to break it outside, and dudes was hawking him like he couldn't. I mean, he only had like three hundred yards rushing in, in nine or ten games because he had broke his wrist as well. But and then he goes back to the NFL and puts up sixteen hundred. It's a different. It's a different game. But I was just wondering what what makes you think it's faster when everybody plays a skill down. So like you look at a Micah Johnson who played middle linebacker for the Dolphins, and now he's one of the best D tackles in the CFL. 
but never played D-line before his whole life. Man, that, you know what? I'm going to take that back because it's tricky. It is tricky. It's tricky. It could be field size. But guys cover it, ground so well now. In the NFL, the safeties are covering ground. It's If the ball's in the air for longer than two seconds, it's there's so many things that can happen now. You can't do that in the CFL. No. You have to use two safeties for the CFL. You played in Montreal, Toronto, and BC. What's your, what's your favorite place to live in? Vancouver because it's spread spread out because Montreal yeah. is too crowded. It's too crowded and the French talking. You you eat Chinese don't. food in Montreal? Eat Chinese food in Montreal. Yeah. I know they, live over there. Montreal. they got the Asian market right there. Right across from the Candlewood. Sweets. No, I ain't never um Mm-mm. no. So I always went to the, I forgot what the damn market, what store that how, was. How do you feel about getting cut in Montreal the day after you pay for everybody to go to the movie theater? No, I already know what the reason for. I mean, well, what was the reason for? Because I missed a block. I do juke the hell out of me and hit the quarterback. <laughs> that's one thing about the run. That's my only time I gave up a set. My only time I gave up a set, and when that happened, I was like, hell no, this the pro, because I ain't give up no second NFL. I ain't give up no second college or Little League, Pop Warner, or um, high school. And that's why when I came to BC, but y'all, hey, bitch, you never see me give up a set. Uh-uh. That was my only time giving up a set. One, because he juked the hell out of me, because first of all, two professional players going against each other. That's yep. I got you, and I feel, and what can I do? And he hit the quarterback. So, looking at that with Jim Pop, looking at that after the fact, I scored a touchdown in that game. But it's always protecting the quarterback come first anyway. So, I thought that was the most talented backfield I've ever seen in my life. Hey, I mean, we, Brandon Whitaker, Terrell Sutton, Brandon Rutley, you, Steph Logan, Jewel Hampton. Like nobody really knows about Jewel Hampton, but Jewel Hampton was a, a beast. Man, he didn't like nobody, them, but we had all them. I remember in training camp, everybody was like, Let me get a rep. No, 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 you ain't getting this. <laughs> Wasn't nobody giving them no reps. <laughs> it was like, Good luck picking who's gonna win this. Hey, tell me about it, boy. Well, we'll suit up too, boy. But I that's why I knew that for a fact, and plus, making evil. Uh, having a uh, girl in you at the time too, so that probably made yeah. it more. So, looking forward, twenty twenty one season supposed to start in August. What are you thinking? Think you gonna have a season? And if you do, how you feeling about your chances of of competing in the West? Oh, this I, now I can say I'm going to the Great Cup finally. That's all I can say about this year. I'm going to the Great Cup finally because I got a quarterback I can play with besides Lule, but he got hurt a lot, so he couldn't 
couldn't end up playing with him for a long period of time. But I finally got a a quarterback that's rock solid. Do you want to do less on offense or do you want to do more on offense? Like, how do you feel? Like, as you get older, do you want to be a specialist on as a specialist returner or do you want to still be just as effective on offense? I just want – I always tell all the coaches, I just want to help win. That's it. Help win. So however you can Whatever help. you put me at, I'm going to help win. You have the record for punt blocks in a, in college at, at Florida. Man, I probably got, what, two chances to try to go block, but – as soon as would you I ever consider would you ever consider doing it in the CFL? If let's say they said, okay, somebody else is gonna return this week or somebody else gonna return this one, Chris, we want you I to try. block. I try. And then them two times I did, red flags all jumped up, but they double teamed <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever blocked a field goal? Oh uh, yeah, I did it against Montreal and I did it on my own too, because uh just like you said, when you watch film and all of that stuff, you know who is who and who is weak and certain stuff. So, like, when you watch film through the week, you're like, man, you know what? Because I always, I always tell the players beforehand, be, before I do stuff, so they can be on the same page if I do do it. Like, like corners that come off the edge and stuff on bump blocks and all that. I always tell them, hey. You can't come off both edges. Yeah, hey, I'll, no, no, I'll just tell him, hey, hey, um, at practice, I always talk to him. Hey, if I come down here, you go catch punt because I, um, I have them come catch punch too during practice to have feeling of it too. If we do switch and I don't get it, so like when we did it month raw, I said, hey, I got a feeling about this, go back. So I got on the edge, went around that bitch and blocked it, and um, Gator picked up it. And took it in for a house before halftime, uh, at halftime, and all that stuff. So, me watching him, all that stuff, but they really can't do block stuff because, man, people they be scared to death when they see me down there, too. Even on uh, field goal blocks, they'll leave leave the gap open just to block me. Okay, he's gonna do that. Bitch, you better be ready and go through that gap. That's it. So you gotta draw the team. But everybody don't come off the ball like me. So it's just hard to do anything, actually. Cause when I say when I see the the tip of the ball just move like that, bitch, I'm gone. With with missing this year, you say you want to play three or four more years. Is there anything that could make you play longer or shorter? If it's the, if it keep going on like this, you do you feel like if you have, you know, some success or your success falls off, you still gonna keep playing? Like, what's the what's the what makes you walk away from the game? Great cup, I can't leave. I can't leave till I get a great cup towel, and then I'll be done. Go to I'll Calgary, huh? Go to Calgary. Hey. I got a chance. Go, <laughs> I, I got a chance with BC with the quarterback. I got nah. I got a chance because if yeah, I, I like get my, that, I'm gone. I'm gone. Because I need a championship at every level. That's just my goal. That's one of my goals. Well, I hope you reach your goal, brother. Thank you for coming on. It's been awesome. You got any last parting words for everybody? Hey, 
stay safe, stay healthy. Dangerous in this world, dangerous outside. The young kids are different these days. Keep your kids in the house. I don't care if it's, <laughs> but it just, it just, uh, just picture a prison at the house. That's how you teach them to stay out of prison. Shit, keep them in the house 24 7. Maybe you got some stand up comedian. Uh, uh, you can be a stand up when you're done. I wish I could if I talk right. <laughs> I, I don't talk good enough to do that. Hey, somebody listen to you. <laughs> you got the James Harden beard over there. Hey, hey. I only reason why I keep a beard so people won't ask me for my ID because I got a baby face on the hill. Yeah. So I appreciate you stopping through, brother. It's been another episode of the Lulu Logic Podcast, and we out. Mm.